Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Stories Podcast and Tales from TripAdvisor is back with Tracy and Sam. Today, we're going to talk to you about the highs and lows and the ins and outs of one of my favorite cities, San Francisco, California. Welcome. And we're also going to talk a little bit about why we've been um, MIA for the last couple of weeks and and some of the crazy stories that came of that. So Sam is in Dallas and um, there was like apocalyptic storms happening in Dallas for... It's a great word for it. Yeah. How many, well, one huge storm, um, which is why we didn't record for one week because our guest and also you and the entire city basically was out of power. Yeah. It's, I don't even know why they didn't call it a super storm or something. I just named it Sheila because I've never, I mean, Sheila's have always been crazy in my life. So I just called it Superstorm Sheila. Um, and, and, um, it was, completely ridiculous um that the city wasn't as prepared uh for it but you know we got through it and by the way we got a lot of hotel occupancy out of it because nobody had a place to live or stay and in dallas it's really hot so we opened up a um good neighbor rate on the sunday night we went from 30 percent occupancy to 100 percent occupancy in about two and a half hours and it was kind of fun to see in the lobby of my hotel and shorts and a golf shirt and greet my neighbors and my friends and people from the convention of visitors bureau and people from local businesses and all of the people that, um, I really don't get this chance to see that much brought their dogs and their cats and their families. And they stayed here. (laughs) That is so so crazy. How many, so it was basically pretty much most of Dallas was without power. And for, for how many days? It was like a week, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought, oh, everyone will get their power back by Monday. I mean, you know, because we're spoiled. But the the um, <laughs> the city had so many um, major power lines down or whatever they are that um, they some of the people didn't get their power back until Thursday. Like when oh. when I see my when I see my big boss, like when I see the COO and her family, and their pets like I'm, I'm alarmed i'm like oh god they're going to be here for four days because you know we want to do a good job for our guests it's certainly for our you know our um you know the people we report to so when i saw her kids and her husband in the lobby on wednesday i was like wait a second this is this is the this is day number four like she's they've got to be like losing their minds and it's just the way it was i mean some parts of the city got hit harder and didn't have power until Wednesday or Thursday, and some people got it back on Tuesday night. So, and um, what was the temperature outside? You know what? We really lucked out. It was um, the temperature was like during the day in the mid 80s, and typically it's like 340 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, <laughs> you can, oh, is that maybe maybe not that hot? Maybe it's only like 240. <laughs> you know? But it was it was we really lucked out because the storm brought in a cool front. So, but I mean it was still hot. I stayed in a. Um, I, I stayed in my hotel for one night and it's always fun to stay in your own hotel because you get a chance to see the things you maybe wouldn't see if you're just walking down the hall. Um, and, um, that's, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Cause like when all the execs stay in the hotel, all the, all the line staffs like, Oh God, they're going to, they're going to complain about the lampshades and the dust and the string in the carpet. Like we see everything, but yeah. it's a good opportunity to kind of review your hotel. And then I had to give up my room cause I thought my, my power would be back on, but Oh no, it wasn't. So I went to the Marriott courtyard down the street and, and they saved the day. It was really, 
nice to um, have a place to stay so close to work. So I'm really grateful for them. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what am I going to do? Build a fire and sit out front with a shotgun? Like, I mean, because the whole neighborhood's dark. I was thinking somebody's going to burglarize. There's going to be looting, but people behaved. That's, that's no, yeah, thing I didn't about. think about that because everybody's security alarms aren't working. And then everybody, right. checked, you know, they're leaving their house, bringing their pets. Uh huh. I thought about that. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that, one of the things I became very grateful for was electricity, um, first responders and um, my neighbors, because we had some neighbors that were like, oh, no, we're camping out. And we had like one on one end of the block and one on the other end of the block that are like the Gladys Kravitz neighbors that were like, you know, sitting there with a the flashlight and like a um, night vision camera and, you know, a pistol and like wine coolers. <laughs> they, like, they were reporting on everything, like a generator was going. And I was like, these people have got it. I'm just going to go to the hotel. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, and yeah. we were going to have Greta Brooks on, um, but we need to reschedule that too because of the storm. So we'll, we'll have her yeah. on. Um, but so um, we're going to talk about San Francisco. So you just got back from San Francisco. Speaking of yeah. storms. Yeah, I went to a wedding in San Francisco. Two of my friends got married there and it was beautiful and perfect. And I had the, um, I've always loved San Francisco for many reasons, but we had that like chamber of commerce weather that was like perfect. When you get, when you get to a city like San Francisco, has questionable weather sometimes and it's 70 and sunny you're like i'm gonna move here this is perfect where do we sign up and then you see how much real estate costs and you're like i'm gonna stay in dallas i love dallas <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was shocked there were apartments without a kitchen i mean which would have been fine for me when i was single i wasn't cooking and you know yeah. space but i was like wow i didn't even know that was legal Right. Yeah. You do like Laura, do like Laura Thompson and just have an iron and make grilled cheeses with an iron. Yeah. That's very cost effective and save space. Right. Um, so San Francisco is really amazing um, because there's so many wonderful hotel choices and it's so compact that you, know, you could be walking down the street and the Ritz Carlton, you see the Ritz Carlton, which I stayed at and, and be like, wow, what a beautiful Ritz Carlton. And then behind it, there's like a hotel with a you know, window unit air conditioners and it's just called a whelp hotel or something, you know, like it's just I like should have known the should have known it should have known better in. <laughs> so I really liked how diverse it is. I guess diverse is the word, but some people call it zoning. I call it diversity. Um, <laughs> I call it worldview. Right. I go, yeah, my mom's like, uh, my mom always goes, oh, look how sweet that little place is. And that just means what a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Your Southern mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look how sweet that little place is. It's like, mom, it's not little. That was condescending. It's a dump. Let's call it a dump. <laughs> like, oh, it's so charming. Uh -uh, that right, like realtors. You know who we should start? Like realtors and <laughs> hotel salespeople have a lot in common. Like when my realtor friends say charming cottage, they mean tiny dump. Right. Yeah. Bring your idea. Bring your ideas means you're gonna bulldoze this and and take the lot. Bring your ideas. <laughs> no. Bring your bulldozer. Bring your bulldozer and bring your friends because this shit's going down in flames. This is not the cottage. Yes, for hotels, it's like you know, located in an interest in it. Well, I'll, I'll get to that. I've got some good ones. 
Yeah, I'm sure you do. Like, remember when Kempton used to call those rooms in San Francisco the jewel box rooms? You know what jewel box means? It means you pay too much to not be able to stand up in your room. P.S. Your toilet is underneath your bed. So it's literally 90 square feet. Enjoy. <laughs> you're, you're Shared showers on the hallway. <laughs> jewel box. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, we had those in Boston. It was the historic rooms, <laughs> meaning yeah, historic and jewel box typically means prison cell. Just saying, <laughs> out there, nope. just saying. Oh man. Okay, so so uh, I have to yeah. say I have to give a shout out really quick. Um, I um am so grateful for being part of a big company of hotels, a big organization that allows me to have an employee discount where you can find it. And I somehow managed to get an employee rate at the St. Regis, San Francisco uh, for my stay over the weekend. And I, and I booked it like, you know, a year out. So of course, you know, the rate was available and there was no way you could have gotten that this weekend without booking it so far out. So thanks to them for allowing employees to come in occasionally. And um, they just did, the most amazing job like any St. Regis is really a cool experience but this one just blew me away they're a Forbes five-star hotel one of the few in, in San Francisco and for what the St. Regis does they should be enormously proud of their team and you know one of the things I love is that they said one of the concierge said it's not about the building it's about the people and the service we deliver and that is just really the crux of why I'm in this business. Um, we have, there are a lot of beautiful buildings out there that have some really awful people working in them. And there are a lot of buildings that need $20 million in renovation who have an amazing team and nobody cares that the carpet's mauve, you know? Yes. So um, really awesome. And then I was stranded on Sunday night for another storm in Dallas and I got on my Marriott app and, and uh, managed to, managed to get a pretty decent rate, an employee rate at the Ritz-Carlton in San Francisco, which took it up another notch and just blew me away. So if you're traveling to San Francisco, shout out to my sister hotels there, the St. Regis and the Ritz-Carlton. It's just something that you should not miss, should not miss. Love it, love it. You know what, yeah. we need to shout out to more, you know, hardworking individuals in our industry. So that's great. Um, so, uh, in wonderful city, I have to, I echo that. I love San Francisco. I love San Francisco. It's such a cool, yeah. diverse, just, there's an energy there, an spirit mm -hmm. that is unlike anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, just turn the corner and something new to, to look at. Yeah, so, um, so do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Sure. So I um, was really interested to find out, um, like I tried to, I had such a great experience there that um, I tried to kind of um, aim high and rarely do you see a hotel on TripAdvisor, much less anywhere that has straight five-star reviews with more than like one or two reviews. And I found this hotel um, called the Hotel Emblem. And they have uh, over 80 reviews and they're all five star. Like their rating is five star and it's excellent. Wow. And That's amazing. I know, right? I know. And I mean, the thing about San Francisco is that there are a lot of people who travel there who are very, very well traveled because it's a big business city and it's a big leisure city. So they don't have like a downtime. They just go, 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 go. So there's more, there are a lot of people on 
the reviews I read that are reviewing more hotels more often and are far better traveled than people who think ghosts appear over their children's bed. I mean, yes, yes. So, yes. so um, I, this hotel emblem, um, I, I, I just loved it because not only did they get good gradings, but they responded. So like what we've seen before is there's a lot of hotels that are like, yeah, that was a great rating. I'm not going to respond. I don't need to. I'm just going to triage the ones that are bad. And mm. when a GM of a hotel responds to all reviews, it really is meaningful to me. It means they care about the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Me too. So Miss DeSandy from Mission Viejo, California, she has 23 reviews. She said, excellent location, interesting and unique spot. Now, usually when you say interesting and unique, it means that you're in a sketchy part of town. Yeah. But she says, this is an older building. It's been remodeled to be a unique contemporary hotel. They have a lot of young, trendy touches like the throw pillow in my room that read, pot is fun. (laughs) And the eclectic menu of amenities, including Etch-A-Sketch and bath bombs. I like the size of the room, the bed the bedding and the shower bathroom scented products. The walls, at least in my room, were paper thin, but the front desk happily provided earplugs for me, and they also offer white noise machines. The staff at the front desk were some of the best hotel professionals I've encountered in a while. They were really polite and helpful. They made me happy to be there. I would definitely stay again. So even though she didn't particularly, I, I mean, I wouldn't really think that pot is fun on a pillow would have been very, that doesn't speak to me. But the fact that the hotel overcame their um, location and their historic, you know, paper thin walls by making it whimsical and giving her earplugs, she gave yeah. it a five star review, five stars. And the GM wrote back, thank you, Miss DeSandy. We're ecstatic. You loved our vibe and got to experience some of our unorthodox amenities. Can't wait to see you again. So I like I like the fact that they are really proud that they're a disruptor that they're like yeah we 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 put that pillow on there what so what pot is fun right you're in San Francisco and they made her happy so five star review yeah I like what you said that they're a disruptor and and they embrace it it's kind of like you know we talked about that Mama loves you hotel and how like you just put on your website who you are and people will mm-hmm. respond to that. And that's all they're looking for. I mean, they, people aren't, a lot of people know what they're looking for and they want to embrace certain areas and Uh shy away from it. They want to be in the middle of it. And then other people don't. So you have a certain, you know, you're marketing to a certain individual. Mama does love you. That was, I'll never forget. That was so great. Mama loves you. That was a great one. I hope you'll stay with us again. They're like, we hate you. We're never coming back. Well, mama loves you. But mama loves you. Oh my God. Okay. So can I, uh, what area of town were you in? What, where's the emblem? I kind of, I was kind of all over the place. Um, I, um, I, I also picked out some reviews of the Fairmont San Francisco. And you know, I used to work for Fairmont and I loved working for Fairmont. They were great. It's very different now, but I walked past the Fairmont the other day and I went in because I was going up to um, the uh, cathedral on Knob um, Hill and I was like, oh, look at the Fairmont. And they, they had that Tonga room, you know, where it clouds up and rains in the bar and it's like a Hawaiian sort of like Trader Vic's on steroids. Um, yeah, and, I went to do but, a tour there um, for a meeting when I was a, a meeting planner and they said that um, 
that Trader Vic's had uh, MC Hammer played there, and they were like, he came out on a boat in the middle of the restaurant, like surrounded by water, and he like did his whole like he had backup dancers on boats. He was on a boat. It sounded great. Wow, wow. Only in San Francisco. If they did that here, people would protest in like <laughs> MAGA hats. That was gr- oh yeah, yeah. Mm. So you were kind of all over. So, I love the the different areas of the city. I love San Francisco because each area has such a rich culture. And I, I love that Fairmont. I love that. It's so grand. Me too. It, yeah, the restaurant, the whole lobby area is really beautiful. Um, yeah, but there's some shade in there. I mean, I mean, like, I always hold them up to such a great a high standard. I mean, they have over 4,300 reviews on TripAdvisor, right? I mean, so the fact that they have a 4.5 rating with 4,300 reviews means that they're doing something right. But so I, I was kind of like, okay, we all know the Fairmont San Francisco is doing something right, but I want to see like what, what other people are saying about it and how they recover. And I was a little bit shocked. So anyway, said, well, who did you, who, who did you find? Uh, well, go with oh, the Fairmont. I want to hear what would you, would you find? Okay. So this person wrote, um, this is from SNL around the world. I don't know if they're on Saturday night live, but maybe not. Um, I hope so. They have a lot of reviews though. Um, go elsewhere for afternoon tea. Six of us went to afternoon tea at the Fairmont for a birthday celebration when our tea did not appear 39 minutes after ordering. I love that they are like 39 minutes, ma'am. 39, <laughs> not 40. <laughs> oh. I can just see like this guy. I can just see this person like tapping their watch like 39 minutes. No oh, tea. Thank you. Out. People like that stress anyway. out. 39 minutes our tea did not appear. Our waiter informed us they were waiting for teapots to become available. What? Yeah. Yeah. Teapots to become available. Uh, like like they're in some sort of like little green room. Like we're getting ready. We're waiting. We're not available yet. Um, the tepid tea finally arrived in teapots without any lids. And two of our members of our party, we were told they had to share one teapot. Okay, Horrifying. that's bad. Right. The manager offered no explanation, simply smiled and robotically stated, I know, it's all my fault. Very strange and surreal to us. Oh, and the tea is not served with milk. We had to request it. It came chilled, the nerve. <laughs> the tea came chilled? Like an iced tea afternoon party? No, the milk. We had to request oh, the, milk the milk. Came chilled. Oh. Yeah, like, what I mean, like, doesn't it usually? I mean, you don't, you don't like get hot milk, right? I don't know. I think it's supposed to be room so, temperature, but yeah, uh, you know how many EC meetings I've been in? And the number one complaint from food and beverage is not enough, like, silverware or glassware or whatever. It's like room service is stealing from banquets who's stealing from the restaurant. And it's like, good grief. It was always, every hotel I've worked in, it's always been a challenge. Yeah. And they're like, the banquet, the banquet team is like, just go get the steak knives from the restaurant. It'll be fine for omelets. And you have like a <laughs> giant steak knife cutting an omelet. Like this doesn't feel right. Yes. Yes, so true. <laughs> or like or like it's going out the back door remember at a certain hotel that you may or may not have worked at when like all the all of the um banquet and furniture was like leaving the back door <laughs> yeah they had to lock, <laughs> they it try- up. They had to lock stuff up 
Yeah, yeah. It's like that truck that goes around town. Like all the hotel people know about that truck where the banquet person shows up and is like, hey, you want to buy an iPad? It's like, well, where did that come from? It came from the truck. Like <laughs> that same that same truck also takes a lot of stuff out the back door. But, but I digress. I bought an LCD anyway. projector from that truck. Hopefully I'm past like the point of being arrested for that. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a statute of limitations, but now that it's on a podcast, um, I'll just say that I bought a radar detector from that truck. And you know what? <laughs> the radar detector did not help me not get the ticket. So I feel like I already paid my karmic dues for there. <laughs> and I haven't seen that truck in a while. Like the, the truck used to like ride around the mall parking lot and like some guy would roll up and be like, Hey man, you want to buy some speakers or a radar detector or a baby? No, I do not. I think wait a minute. that truck uh, went away when the FBI showed up that day and arrested mm. all the people. I think that truck mm -hmm. was part of that FBI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I that's bet. true. Do you know this person? Absolutely not. I don't. No, never seen that person. Haven't worked twice at two different hotels with that person. No. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's a whole different, whole different podcast. Okay. Well, speaking so, of uh, CD Aries, I got to talk to you about the tenderloin because I. Oh my God, Tracy! I was just stuck in the tenderloin the other night. Oh what? Tell me. Well, our our um, Uber driver was coming back from uh, an area of San Francisco through the tenderloin to drop my friend off at the um, Hilton. Because the Tenderloin's really close to the um, the giant Hilton there. It's like yes. 2,000 rooms at O'Farrell and Mason. And so, like, one side, you, like, leave the door, and you're out in the Tenderloin, and you're stepping on dirty needles, and there's people, like, in Tent City. And the other side is Union Square, like, yes. back Fifth Avenue and tourists. And my friend that was with me was, like, his first time in San Francisco, and he was like, there are no seedy places in San Francisco. I'm so impressed. I'm like, no, no, they're th they're there called the tenderloin so we got to see it and there was a fight in front of the uber and the uber driver's like on facebook while these people are like brawling in front of the car pulling each other's pants and clothes off and there's like people jeering and throwing beer cans and i'm like i feel like i'm gonna die <laughs> this, is a, this has been a great trip but this is that's where i'm gonna die i'm gonna die in front of the tenderloin meth lab but oh we made it what is, he's just updating his Facebook like uh, the last yeah. ever from this taxi cab driver was before he was shot. Yeah, I mean, he's totally unfazed. He's just like no big deal. And I love it in San Francisco. Like, like there's a lot of people who their first language is not English. This guy's first language seemed to be English when he picked us up, but it suddenly turned into something different. Like where he was like, no say, no say. Mm -mm. When I was like, can you, can you please? can you please move away from this street brawl? <laughs> all of a sudden was Vietnamese or whatever. It's like, no. okay, this is, we're going to die. We're going to die here. No. Oh God. Well, what did you find in the tenderloin? Okay. So for those of you listening who are looking at visiting San Francisco or maybe, you know, aren't sure of the neighborhood. So it's in downtown San Francisco, Union Square, as uh, Sam mentioned, and Civic Center. Um, and it's about 50 square blocks. It's like a big triangle. So um, they said that the name, I thought this was interesting, came from um, 
officers who would work there and they would get extra hazard pay bonus for working in such a violent area that they could afford. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so crazy. What do they like have that listed somewhere like on their beat where they're like, uh, make some extra dollars to work in tenderloin tonight may die, may cause um, hepatitis or uh, abduction, but you can yeah. make 20 extra dollars an hour. Yeah, you can die of a heart attack from eating all your tenderloin, or you could die, yeah. So in 1950, the, uh, there was a jazz club there called the Blackhawk. I thought this was interesting. Miles Davis and a lot of, you know, people performed there, but they also recorded albums. Uh, Fantasy Records recorded a bunch of albums. Um, wow. On, yeah, on New Year's Day in 1965, the police raided a Mardi Gras ball that was at the California Hall, and they lined up. 600 people who were there and took photographs of them and arrested some of them from what? The, yeah yeah um because it was known as a um a gay transgender uh, you know area in 1965 so eight months after that after they raided this mardi gras ball it was one of the first gay riots that has ever happened in u.s history and it was at compton's cafeteria um, when one of the police men attempting to arra uh, arrest a drag queen and it sparked this huge ride in the streets and it's it's been like you know, so it's got this like rich history of you know some seediness but there's also a lot of um, pride and compassion and you know there's there's kind of this mix of emotions um, this is crazy so in 19 can we just give a shout out really I'm just going to give a shout out to you for for talking about drag queens and riots during Pride Week. Go, Tracy. Yeah, well, I think it gives- And also, like- Yeah. Drag queens, drag queens. I mean, like, they always make change, right? So this one was probably just like, I am not eating this chicken, and that's where it started. <laughs> <laughs> well, She's like, this is some bullshit. I am not eating a wing, not today. I have had it. Mm -mm. And, and then, like, the next thing you know, we have gay marriage. Yeah, and you know they were arresting this drag queen for nothing. They probably did nothing right. wrong. It's 1960, well, it's 1965. It's ridiculous. So, and the fact that they lined up 600 people who were attending a New Year's Day celebration and took pictures of it, it's so harassing. It's like, arrest them, don't arrest them, or leave them alone. Um, but, you know. Yes, anytime 600 people are lined up in San Francisco now, it's called a protest. Yeah, yeah. Or a really good party, too. Um, in 1984, do you know who Richard Ramirez is? Uh-huh. Okay. He was staying at the Butler Hotel for a year and a half, on and off. And shout out to one of the hotel employees. This man, Richard Ramirez, killed 14 people. He was a mass murderer. One of the hotel employees noticed his picture in the paper and reported him, and that's how he was arrested. Wow. Yeah, he was staying at the Butler Hotel. He was from Texas, too. Did you know that? Oh, that's Isn't that crazy? Right. He, was, he, was, he was from El Paso. I mean, wow, must have been tough growing up there. Yeah. Um, he was, so he was called the Night Stalker. Yes, yes, the original Night Stalker. Okay, so in 2011, so not that long ago, <laughs> look, I love PETA, okay? But PETA... Um, had a, uh, they sent a letter to the mayor proposing that they rename the neighborhood to, mm -hmm. <laughs> to an alternative name like the Tempe District instead of the Tenderloin. <laughs> what? 
Mm-hmm. It says claiming the city deserves a neighborhood name after a delicious cruelty-free food instead of the flesh of an abused animal. <laughs> it's, mm. And I love this mayor. I mean, I, this is all I know about Ed Lee, the mayor there, but he said, he responded that it was more important to improve the lives of the residents than rename the neighborhood. Um, okay, so. That sounds, like, that sounds like everything about San Francisco. Like the, the people are like, I, I just, this street, these cobblestones are not organic. I'm not walking down it. I refuse. We should stage a protest. I love it. Meanwhile, there's a homeless person who's just trying to make ends meet sitting on that cobblestone and they're like right. yeah um okay so today the tenderloin is home to seven of the top 10 most violent crime areas and um so on january 31st of 2014 parking was banned on both sides of turk street between taylor and mason because the drug activity had gotten so so bad um so if and, and there's a lot of hotels in this area and so i looked at kind of okay well how do you address this and you know there i found a hotel that did so great and i, I wanted to talk about it so um one hotel described the area um as a unique urban hotel experience so not exactly forthright um mm, unique urban hotel experience that's like real estate language for you may be killed or get hepatitis watch your back yes Eat, yes, read, read between the lines. The hotel, this hotel that said a unique urban hotel experience, it's located one block from where parking was banned because it's the most violent block of the Tenderloin. So, mm -hmm. um, and then it says it's just a one minute walk to the Civic Center. Well, the Civic Center is also a one minute walk through this terrible violent drug area. So, um, let's see, that hotel opened in uh the fall of 2017 and it has 336 reviews four and a half stars so they're definitely doing something right um but this one hotel in the tenderloin there was a lot of hotels this one caught my eye because i love how they responded to the reviews first off the hotel describes itself it's the phoenix hotel and on their trip mm. advisor, it says funky irreverent and young at heart the Phoenix Hotel caters to touring bands and travelers with a creative spirit, a 44-room mid-century motor lodge with a lush courtyard heated pool. It's an oasis in the heart of San Francisco on the edge of the gritty tenderloin and three blocks from City Hall. So I love that it's, it's telling you, you want a gritty kind of creative, never know what's going to happen experience, we're here. Place to shoot up, yeah. <laughs> and it is it's a two-story motel with a pool in the middle oh god and they oh, have god yeah they have 12 and they're located in the heart of the tenderloin they have 1268 reviews and four and a half stars wow four and a half stars how did they get that okay. i guess because they maybe it's because they told everybody like hey this is rough so i mean i don't know what did you find well, I was like, okay, who's staying here? So this woman from Los Angeles, okay, I feel like she should know better. Um, but she said, great space, pretty location. The hotel is a charming oasis in the middle of the Tenderloin. My only suggestion is take an Uber um, if you're you know, going around at night. The walk from Eddie Street on Friday evening was a bit of a war zone and definitely not safe for women. Um, and then this other person wrote, step out of your comfort zone. This place is worth it. Long story short, I got straight into the city after a crappy date. This sounds like 
the beginning of a horror flick. I mean, if somebody wrote this movie, it'd be it really like, does. Yeah, you kind of overshot this. Completely forgot my cell phone at home. First off, who goes on a date? Anyhow, no judgment, Liz, but judgment. He drove, so no car. So you meet a guy for the first time. You have no cell phone. He picks you up in his car. It's 1 a.m. Okay. She didn't see any cabs, couldn't access Uber or call her friends. I don't know the bus system well enough to get back to San Rafael, so I walked to the Phoenix Hotel. I've stayed here before. I was greeted by at the door by Faras. He's not just a cool, nice dude, but a cool, worldly man. I don't know what that has to do, but shout out to you, Faras. That means drug dealer. Okay. <laughs> he got me. I'm just trying to decode this for our listeners. Gritty means whorehouse. Cool, worldly man means drug dealer. Okay, go on. Okay. okay. And we're back. He got me a room immediately. <laughs> I wanted to go for a walk. Okay, it's 1 a.m., bad date. She finally walks to this hotel, checks in, and she wants to go for a walk. What does that mean, Sam? It means he needs to, he needs to go look for a needle. There you go. Okay. Yeah, go for a walk. Gritty. Yeah, he just he's like, where can I get a needle? Anyway, okay. we're back. This is a girl. This is a girl. This is Liz. Okay, so, Liz. You're, she's a junkie. I already know what? what she looks like, but go on. <laughs> what does Liz look like? Mm, she just looks like that kind of person that you um, that you know has never gotten her hair colored in a salon. She's always done it herself, and, like, there's two and a half inches of it grown out. And... Um, She's had um, boyfriend after boyfriend. She used to work in Reno as a car dealer um, and hasn't talked to her uh, father in several years and her mother's in prison for kiting checks. And um, she wears uh, Crocs with everything and always smokes nervously and has a, a purse full of wrappers and paper and junk. That was <laughs> That's, uh, that's that a was, visual. It was all just that. She never has a phone charger cord either. And she's always like, my phone's about to die. And li will literally stop anywhere and charge her phone. Like she will pull a plant from like the wall and find a, an outlet and sit next to it, like in a hotel or a mall to charge her phone. <laughs> okay. I have a clear visual of Liz. I mean, she didn't even okay. take the phone yeah. on a date and lets the guy pick her. Uh, okay. So Liz. You know why? Because it's still charging somewhere. She left it somewhere. Mm. Okay. So, um, so the nice guy for us that works there, he mapped out a safe route through the tenderloin to gear deli squares. Going, I guess to get chocolate. When I returned home around 3 AM, he greeted me with a smile and a lot, a lot of relief that I had survived. And then she says, sometimes I get foolish about doing crazy shit. I'm an Aries and an upset one that night room was soup. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Room was super clean. There was an some acapella group next door. Whatever they sounded great. There's an acapella group singing. Wait a minute. Let's just can we go back to the two things? Yeah, I need to know about the acapella group. What is it like? The Sweet Adelines are performing next door for a bunch of drug addicts. I don't get it. Tone Rangers. But, right. So let's let's go back to like when you return from your hotel. No hotel employee should ever say, I'm "Really glad you made it back." Like alive. <laughs> Oh. Danger. Danger. That's not gritty. That's near death, but whatever. He had a lot of relief that I survived. Yeah. Well, you know, that just kind of shows you what Liz looked like that night. Oh, um, yeah. 
So now there's an acapella group singing next door. And then she said, now she got back at 3 a.m. So she probably fell asleep at what, 3.30? Mm-hmm. It said, I slept well and woke up at 7 a.m. Feeling super pumped. She slept well, 3.30. No, she didn't sleep well. She had a, she had a crack nap, but whatever. And she woke up feeling super pumped. Uh-huh. And then Faraz was just getting off work and volunteered to drive me back to San Rafael. Thank you, Phoenix, for coming through in a clutch. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's a lot to, there's a lot to read into this understory. <laughs> you know, this place sounds like it's just a hair north of a hostel or a homeless shelter. Yeah, except for the acapella group, I'm wondering if that was a hallucination that Liz had because Liz didn't get much sleep to awake, awaken at 7 a.m. feeling fresh and frisky or whatever she said. Mm, Sounds sketchy. P.S. If you've ever walked to Girardelli, you literally from the Tenderloin have to walk up a hill that is like a mountain to most people, and then walk back down it through Chinatown, through Italy, and then down to the Marina District. So. I'm, what? And anyway. can we just stop and say there are taxis in San Francisco, so it's not like well, not if you don't have your phone because your phone's somewhere at a gas station charging. <sighs> yeah, she's like, I Liz. didn't see any cabs. I'm like, you didn't see any cabs from your entire walk to the hotel, and then your entire mm-hmm. walk to geared up. Anyhow, we all know what's going on with Liz. Okay, you didn't want chocolate. <laughs> Let's be honest, Liz. Um, so can I um, share with you an, one that I found? So like the the intercontinental San Francisco is like um, kind of a, I mean, the intercontinental Mark Hopkins, it's, it's, it's a Nob Hill too. It competes with the Fairmont and the Ritz and all those. It's a really nice, big, beautiful hotel, great views. Um, and they, they too have like a really amazing, they have like four and a quarter stars or whatever. And so I wanted to see what people were upset about. And granted, you know, like people in luxury hotels get upset because, you know, they don't like wire hangers or, you know, paper napkins. Like I, I, I literally cannot have this breakfast with a paper napkin. I mean, like they have first world problems, mm-hmm. but this person. This person is literally having a breakdown about some yogurt. And I just <laughs> think it's think it's really funny. Like, I wonder if they ever go back and they're like, oh, look, at I must have been in a really bad place mentally and spiritually because I, I literally created a TripAdvisor profile so I could complain about yogurt. I mean, is that where we are in this world? Can we all just agree to get along? But not this guy. I got to hear about it. So this is Beaner 84, which I have a problem with that name, but let's just, this Beaner, Beaner 84, he's from St. Augustine Beach, Florida. One contribution and one person gave it a helpful vote, which is probably his wife, but whatever. (laughs) And it says, failure to follow through with the promise. Now that's a big statement, right? It's kind of like a complete failure. Like everything was terrible, right? You think like, just failure to follow through with the promise. Like at a Ritz, that would be like, instead of somebody saying, good afternoon, sir, they'd be like, what's up, bitch, in the hallway. That would be a complete failure. Yes, of the promise, which uh, is the promise some sort of like religious group or is that their way of like their loyalty? I don't know. It just sounds like these people went in mad. So 
It says, I ordered breakfast in my room. The yogurt was spoiled and definitely not edible. Gross. I immediately called room service and was told the charge would be credited. Well, it never was. The hotel is terribly overpriced as it is. I paid $50 for bad yogurt, berries, and coffee. During checkout, the desk person argued with us regarding the charge. We have since tried to get the charge reversed to no avail. We will never stay at another Intercontinental anywhere, ever. Oh! Seems it would have been smarter to refund my measly yogurt. So, that is... I know, right? Like, this person is so upset about a yogurt. Let me just point something out to you. If you are so lazy that you cannot get up and go downstairs and get your yogurt somewhere, and you're going to pay $50 for yogurt and berries, you're already pissed. And you already think the hotel's overpriced. So don't stay there. Can I tell you what happened? This this has happened to me before. If I eat yogurt, I eat, like, full-fat sugar yogurt. And one time at a hotel, I ordered yogurt and it came and it had, it was like that unflavored original flavor yogurt that tastes Yeah, you're like, I'm not eating this sour cream. No, ma'am. Yeah. It tastes like really bitter sour cream that someone put lemons on or something. I'm like, ugh, what is this? And so I bet that's what he thought was bad yogurt. I bet it was just real yogurt. But can you, like he says during the checkout, the desk person argued with us regarding the charge. Like, I seriously wonder what that really means. Was, was the, I mean, is it like a mad TV skit where the, the desk person's like, oh, now you want to talk about our yogurt? What do you, what's wrong with our yogurt, bitch? You don't like it? You don't like sour cream mayonnaise either? Hmm, I don't trust you. Like, yeah, what's really going happen. on there? It did not happen. It did not happen. Mm-mm. I mean, I just, I seriously doubt it, you know? And P.S., $50 for yogurt, berries, and coffee sounds pretty decent from room service. I mean, let's just all call it out. Room service is expensive. Mm -hmm. You pay for the luxury of having someone push a Garadon full of overpriced food into your room. You need to make sure your credit card will hold it, Dana84. And I love how they already add tip to it. It's like we've already went ahead and given ourselves 15% just to bring it up here. Mm-hmm. That's when they. That's when they forget. Like how they. Like you're having a conversation with the person, the IRD person, the in-room dining person, and um, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. So is this gratuity taxable? And then the tax is also tax. And why is this chicken sandwich forty-eight dollars? And they're like blinking at you. And then they're like, mm, no, uh, no English. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. We're just. You're like, just speaking fine. English with me. Yeah. Fine. It costs money. Okay, so the the um, this is this is such a canned response. And um, again, the yeah, Intercontinental what, 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 what Yeah. So, hello, Beaner eighty four. Thank you for your candid review and staying with us. We appreciate all feedback, both positive and constructive. I'm sorry to hear of the issues you had with room service. We take comments such as these seriously and want to follow up. I sent you a private message to obtain more info. I look forward to hearing back from you. Serious, sincerely, sincerely, Connie D, case manager. Case manager. Oh, case manager <laughs> is what Liz has. Liz has a case manager in the tenderloin because Liz is a problem. <laughs> yes, Liz has a case manager. Liz has a case manager and a CPS case. So. <laughs> oh my God, case a manager. Case manager. Yeah. A case manager, and I know this case manager, Miss Connie D, was like, wait a minute. 
So this man got up on, on TripAdvisor and is going to talk bad about our yogurt and then say that Miss Gina up at the front desk wanted to argue with her. Oh, no. Let me send him a private message. Oh, my God. So, I, hope, I hope she has like a card that says case manager. I crack the case every time. Uh-huh. From IHG service. Yes. Just a, recommend, a recommendation to IHG. Not that we're here for that, but like manager come on oh yogurt my probation you are on yogurt probation ma'am i guarantee that yogurt was just full fat regular yogurt because it tastes like it bad. was some greek yogurt it was greek yeah. yogurt disgusting okay so this is the same hotel in the tenderloin and i love the hotel's response um i think you will too okay it says good hotel bad area the hotel which maybe should be called a motel, you know, because of the way it's laid out. It's clean and the rooms are friend, large rooms, friendly staff. It's really what you expect, but there are some issues. We were given a map with a no flying zone or blocks to avoid, which I think that's so great. The hotel's like, look, we're not in the best area. You're in San Francisco and kind of part of this experience. So here's a no fly zone when you're going out at night. Um, so the uh, hotel GM, <clears throat> it says, this is the response. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to review your stay with us. I appreciate your concerns with regard to the local street life and general feel of our neighborhood and can, can assure you it is a weight we all feel. You'll be glad to know that after raising $4 million in support of the Tenderloin Neighborhood Development Coalition over the past 22 years, we have been steadfast as ever in our resolve to clean up the streets. Continuing <clears throat> Are you doing jumping jacks? No, I just I had to cough. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, it sounded like. Um, oh. It says uh, we would appreciate your help in reaching out to the mayor's office by sharing your concerns to help improve our surroundings. Meanwhile, our staff is on hand 24 hours to ensure a secure environment for our guests and assist with safe walking routes to all nearby destinations. <clears throat> I thought that was cool. What was that? I think it's cool that they're like, look, we've raised- No, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, what I would love is, is like, you know how they have those little city maps with like little cartoons that pop up, you know, like, you know, like the city passes out, like here's, you know, here's where the convention center is, here's where, museum is here's where the needle exchange program is here's where the meth lab is and here's where um tent city is oh and here's um the red light district and um here's the case manager clinic um <laughs> it just is kind of funny because usually we want to put like really nice things on our maps but apparently we're like you know what let's just call it like it is we're gritty we're in the tenderloin let's make sure people know what to avoid and I wonder if some people don't like go, Ooh, I want to go see all that sketchy stuff. I mean, maybe it's like just being like a voyeur. I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I think some of these people are like, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't scare me. I'll stay there. Like there's a lot of people that were coming from other countries that were like, wow. Okay. You know, that's, this is an experience. Um, but yeah, it would be funny if the map said like, <laughs> like rape free zone or like, rape here rape free zone rape tents here yeah human <laughs> trafficking human trafficking alert yeah yeah like um 
travel here with gun or, you know, like things that you need. Yeah. Or like, what would their like the little, the little icon be like, instead of like, um, a star, it would be like five razor blades for like the worst area. (laughs) Instead of five stars, it'd be five little needles. Five little little guns. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Wait, I got to read you this response too. It says drugs and prostitution. It says if your idea of an if your idea of an ideal holiday spot is a drug and prostitute ridden area, then this hotel is for you. If not, stay clear. I've never been anywhere with so many drug addicts wandering around at all times. The hotel's response. Um, it says Pam Wright. This is the general manager. I appreciate your honest feedback about your experience at our hotel. I'm glad to hear that you found the hotel itself to be satisfactory, but understand your hesitation about the neighborhood. The challenge with the homeless population and all the problems that weighs heavy on us too. We've tried to be a positive influence in the neighborhood and for 18 years with a nonprofit that provides housing and education to those that live in the Tenderloin neighborhood. We also try to be an oasis for our guests by providing a secure environment where our guests can relax and recharge. Yes, the neighborhood has challenges, but it also provides a diverse population, good little restaurants, and a central location proximity by bus or car to most areas in San Francisco. Gosh, I really love that response. Isn't that awesome? I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to stay there, but I do, like, I like Miss Pam. I mean, she's, like, I don't know. She has to go to work every day, and like try to figure it all out. And I mean, if you don't get back to your neighborhood and at least, you know, know who and what you are and embrace your authenticity. I mean, I've never worked for a hotel that was willing to say gritty, you know, I mean, like they put it out there. Right. Yeah. And I love that Pam, Pam could work anywhere, but she could work at any hotel, but she chooses this hotel and it sounds like she's really invested in the community and she's probably, you know, well-respected around there for making a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she's walking through and all the prostitutes are like, Hey, Miss Pam. Hey girl. <laughs> thank exactly. you for teaching me to read girl. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for teaching. Feeling good. You looking good, Miss Pam. <laughs> like she's getting cat called and like by all the people that she is. Yeah. Miss oh, Pam. God. She's a neighborhood hero, neighborhood hero. Thank you for teaching um, can, can I tell you, um, like this is great this is a side note but so like i um i was walking past um the sir francis drake the other day you remember sir francis drake was a kimson oh, hotel that of course I know, right beautiful and i was telling my friends because they were like what what is this area and i was like this is union square and there's a really cool hotel hotel here called the sir francis drake and i always i've loved that hotel but so um one of my friends was like why is that guy dressed up like a tower of london guard and i was like oh that's the doorman that's the doorman and he's like it just looks he looks like an nfl player out there and he's in like you know red pantyhose and a beef eater outfit and so as we walk up we walk up to the uh to the front of the building they're like taking pictures because it's next to the Saxon avenue there and it had like a pride pride window and my friend's like i'm gonna go try to get a picture with the with the um, the beef eater 
And I was like, mm, maybe you shouldn't. And so as we're walking by the beef eater, the beef eater guy's like, man, you got to get out of here. You can't park that car here. Look at that car. Get that car out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I really want to take, I want to film this and take this back to Dallas and be like, this is what you should do. <laughs> when Karen is out there with her Suburban parked in the driveway, blocking the driveway, you just need to go out there and be like, man, you can't park here. Get out of here. Get, get your suburban, suburban full of soccer moms out of here, damn it. It was so funny. He's like, listen out. Hey, Kevin, nice outfit. Yeah, right. He's like, man, I may, I may be wearing red pantyhose and a beef eater outfit, but you got to move this damn car. <laughs> it was probably not what they were looking for for first impressions, but the guy did move his car. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, the guy looked like too tall Jones and he's in a beef eater outfit. <laughs> I can just imagine like when he he got the job and he was like, What the hell you mean I gotta wear this? I thought I was a doorman and they were like, Mm-hmm, you need to wear this. Now go put your pantyhose on. <laughs> Cause you know they got those red pantyhose all the way up to the knee. He's like he he went home and like with his outfit and he's like, Man, that was a really difficult first day and his wife's like what is that? <laughs> this is my outfit. <laughs> oh my god! So great. Uh huh. So, um, I um, I want to say one more thing about uh, the uh, the Fairmont. Okay. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got one more good one I need to read. Okay. Okay. So, again. Um, I don't understand why, <laughs> I don't understand why people, uh, create a profile to review one hotel. And this is like recent, and this is from Miss Chrissy. She says she's very disappointed, beautiful, festive lobby, but that's where any wow factor ends other than the cost to stay here. Okay. I already don't like her. Mm -hmm. Found previous guest trash in our fridge, and it was not removed until phoning guest services three times. No minibar. Failed to adequately request, refresh the tea and coffee facilities, even after letting guest services know. I was awakened by, at 5 a.m. by loud laughter and talking in the hallway outside our room, which lasted half an hour. Finally checking who was making the noise, only to find out it was a hotel staff. Very slow service in the main restaurant. So she rated it as two. Mm. And the, the guy that responded just said, please accept our apologies for the areas in which we were unable to support you during your recent visit. So he's just like, I, I can't. I don't even know what to Let say. I'm just going to And just put it over this whole thing. Yeah, he's like, I just apologize for being born. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just apologize for even knowing the alphabet. I'm, I'm a terrible human. And he just says, this is not the experience we wish for our guests. If you would like to discuss further, I can be reached at Andrew Preston at Fairmont. Well, if he's still living, because he probably killed himself after you threw shit, such shade at him. I mean, like, <laughs> poor guy. I mean, in, like the Fairmont San Francisco, it's not like they just have employees, you know, sitting outside your door, shooting craps, smoking cigarettes, laughing at 5 a.m. They're probably busy with something. Get yeah, some earplugs, exactly. Karen. Get some earplugs. 
Yeah, yeah, it's called communal living. I mean, when you're in a hotel, you're kind of, it's a community and you're sharing that space with everybody else that's there. Yeah. P.S. She's mad that there was no mini bar. Like, who's mad that there's no mini bar? Most people are like, I'm not eating those $12 M&M's. I mean, I, I do. I'm a hotel person, but I have definitely eaten some $12 M&M's and they will definitely catch you trying to put in that smaller bag that you bought at CVS trying to replace it. Oh yeah. There's a laser. And if you remove it, that laser goes, ding, you're paying. Yeah. Or even if not, even if there's no laser, like the hotels, like we have this little trick where we find like the bags of stuff that are hard to find, like the, the, the Luna bar that's like yes. three ounces bigger than anything you can buy in the store. Yes. Because we know. So true. Oh my gosh. Oh. Okay. So um, I'm going to skip out of the Tenderloin for a second and go to the Europa Hotel. Mm -hmm. Wait, that's not the first one you did. What was the name of your... No, that wasn't the Europa. No, but the Europa sounds like it could be... I mean, talk about a blanket statement. What? I mean, what part of Europe? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's near Telegraph Hill, but this review comes from Daniela. She's from Liverpool, and it says... As I sat with my head on the headboard watching one of the two channels we could get on the TV, I realized that bedbugs had made a little home on the headboard right near where my head was, had just been. My friend, woke up, yeah, my friend woke up in the middle of the night to find a strange man peering through our window from his bedroom. How is this possible? How is someone peering through your window from their bedroom? Oh, I guess across the... Oh, I guess the guy lives somewhere in a building and his window looks onto their window. Okay. It says uh, to find a strange man peering through our window from his bedroom whilst he was having sex with a woman. Mm. We assume he had picked her up from a strip club downstairs. She immediately shut the window that we had left open to air the stale room out. Oh my God, don't leave your room. Oh God, don't leave your window open. The showers had a very strange smell and were filled with Chinese women washing each other on a regular basis. Shower shoes were... What? Yeah. I feared for my life in this place and would not wish this experience on my worst night. Yeah, this... Holy... Another... Yeah, that's a... there's a lot going on. Um, this other reviewer said, um, this is 399 EMG. She's from Ireland. And she said... Um, uh, the pillows and duvet were stained. There was graffiti in the wardrobe slash closet area. And there was a guy in a room a few doors down telling two scantily clad women, I'm not paying you $40 for that. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is near Telegraph Hill. Yeah. It just goes to show you that like, just because you're in a cool part of town in San Francisco, like you really have to investigate. Telegraph Hill is a really nice part of town, generally yeah. speaking. This yes, sounds like Telegraph Hill adjacent. It sounds like you'd be better off staying in the Tenderloin at this Phoenix Hotel. Yeah, at least you get what you pay for. But nobody gets nobody gets a pass on bed bugs. Like when there's a when there's a code blue, that that's what we call it, code blue. Yeah. Ugh, I want to itch just thinking about it. Well, those are I my... I know. I'm going to spray my body down with Raid. San Francisco is such a fascinating, interesting city. 
It really is. And I highly suggest if you're out there listening to us right now and you've not been to San Francisco, allow me to suggest you make it a top priority and that you um, investigate where you're going and that you use TripAdvisor and you use hotel reviews wisely because it is any man's game. It's just like any major city. And um, one more shout out for San Francisco. I will say that 10 years ago, San Francisco was a very different place, like any city, right? Mm-hmm. They went through a lot of changes and they decided as a city that they wanted to be the leaders in our country with green energy, with uh, getting rid of plastic bags and reusable or single use plastics and um, their recycling efforts and their efforts to eliminate uh plastics and bags and garbage like that and to reduce the smog in the city and to reduce homelessness and crime has definitely paid off. You can feel it. You can see it. And um, I was even impressed to learn that all San Francisco city buses now are electric or they're powered by biodiesel that is manufactured by cooking oil that the city collects from restaurants. I just think it's so cool. That's fascinating. So kudos to you, San Francisco. LA should take a card out of your playbook because the air was clear, the city streets were clean, the people um, were friendly. It's just a great place to go. And also wonderful if you're staying at the St. Regis or the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> Maybe the even only- with Miss Pam at the Phoenix. Maybe even yeah. Miss Pam. Maybe Miss Pam. Maybe you're that kind of customer. Well, I and, and I have to say, um, I love the Omni Hotel there. I've stayed there many times when I went to Omni. And Scott, mm-hmm. one of our sales managers there, he was amazing. And I just I mm-hmm. love that hotel. Um, and uh, and also one of the Starwood hotels, the um, proper San Francisco proper, is yeah near the Tenderloin, but it's a Kelly Wurstler designed hotel, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, and if you want to go stay at the Tenderloin, call Miss Pam. Right, call Miss Pam. Call Miss Pam. She's gritty, but she's cute. <laughs> Miss Pam. Oh this has been another tri- Tales from TripAdvisor Hotel Stories podcast. Um, go to our website, www.hotelstoriespodcast.com. And um, if we've gotten anything wrong or if you've got um, something that you want to shout out for San Francisco or give us some information, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll be back next week with more Tales from TripAdvisor. Have a great week, everybody.